0: Two best of um, friends. I worked right down there to
1: beat you. We were very cool in high school.
0: Who think they know football?
1: I just went on a really long tangent there about Brett Favre.
0: I have to pay more attention to the Lions this year. Bring you unprecedented access to the NFL world. Ourliance.com. Pro Fancy Football. Pro Football reference ESPN. Because here it's real football by real fans. We are diehard football fans that just want to talk football. The 2M Football Show starts now.
1: Hello everybody, welcome in to another edition of the 2M Football Podcast with the here as (laughs) always. With the here once again in the virtual recording studio is co-host A, yours truly, Mike. And I think on the line we also have – who do we got over there?
0: I don't know. I was waiting for some type of introduction, but I got nothing.
1: Some random dude named Matt. What's up, man? Yeah, that
0: sounds about right. <laughs> that, that's fair. I'll own it.
1: Well, Matt, we're at the halfway point of the NFL season. Now that it's an even number of weeks, there is an exact halfway point, and here we are.
0: Seventeen's not an even number.
1: That's right. And there's 18 weeks now.
0: Oh, my God, there is.
1: (laughs) We're in between week nine and ten right now. Um, So, yeah, that means contender or pretender is back. (laughs) We're at the halfway point of the season. We're going to talk about week nine, an insane week nine in the NFL. Crazy stuff happening all over the country, all over the league. Um, of course, we preview week 10 and spend some time talking fantasy in the in the fantasy corner. Uh, I got a lot of notes this time around, Matt. So let's just jump right into the week nine recap.
0: You know, I've never complained about him until now.
1: I don't think you have yet this year. What do you think? Just scrolling through really quick.
0: <laughs> yeah, considering I got these five seconds before we started. Great yeah, and then when you do this on your phone, it's just 900 pages. <laughs> Oh my God! They just keep going. They don't classic, stop.
1: Classic, classic Matt complaint.
0: wow I Thank love you. your um, Bears Steelers recap.
1: Oh yeah, shoot! I didn't get around to that one, did I? Uh, it's fine. It actually was a really good game, and we'll we'll talk about it in a minute. But first, let's yeah. uh, let's, <sighs> hit, let's hit the upsets because there were some some ones that I don't think literally anybody saw coming. How about the Jaguars what? beating the Bills? <laughs>
0: yeah right
1: the nine ones
0: to that we six fun of so much I know
1: and that's why my first bullet point of this game is is literally the word what with two question marks yeah two question marks tells you it's legit Cause, right because watching this game unfold was just crazy I think the, uh, the the bills kicked their second field goal early in the third quarter and that was it nine to six was the final obviously a defensive struggle which you can figure out from that score line i had a pretty
0: good inclination from it yeah. but you know there could have been a missed uh missed uh extra point in there somewhere
1: right that's right there was not one there were no touchdowns scored in this game only if that's and there were two players with the same name one on each side of the ball isn't that amazing i find that like absolutely hilarious <laughs> it's it's pretty great yeah obviously the bills quarterback is the first one you think of josh allen the Jaguars also have a linebacker named Josh Allen and uh they were both first round picks in their respective draft classes they were both 7th overall they were both the 7th overall pick in their draft
0: that's amazing
1: and uh they interacted a lot in this game uh the bills so starting with the bills quarterback Josh Allen he had a rough game and uh Whenever an offense fails to produce, this is the first place you look, right, to the quarterback, and uh, he he struggled. Some for us. However, I don't know how, really, but the Jaguars' defense stumped him a little bit. They, they picked him off twice. They sacked him four times and forced a fumble. Uh, so three turnovers. And, I mean, uh,
0: that offensive line just evaporated for Buffalo, and I do not right. have any explanation as to where it went.
1: I don't think the Jaguars um, pass rushes had any teeth all year. They, they found them for this game.
0: Um, they, I feel like they took down arguably one of the number one teams in the NFL. And now yeah. it makes me question a lot of what the Buffalo has.
1: Right. I mean, it's a big blow. It's a big blow for them. Uh, so, meanwhile, the other Josh Allen, the Jaguars' Josh Allen – I don't want to disrespect him by calling him the other Josh Allen because he was actually the one who made more plays in this game. He's
0: he like pork. He's the other white meat.
1: He's, uh, yeah. He had eight tackles, one sack on Josh Allen, the quarterback. One fumble recovered, and even had an interception. He picked off Josh Allen, the quarterback, in this game too. It was, it was just unbelievable. And you uh, know how
0: long there was a there was a tagline that popped over on Instagram during the game and it took me a good solid ten minutes to really understand what was happening because it said Josh Allen's first career interception comes against Josh Allen.
1: Yeah. And
0: I'm like, Josh Allen was a terrible quarterback his first year. He threw like ten of them. How is this his first <laughs> career interception? I <laughs> I'm like, I know we don't always get the numbers right, but like that's way off. There's that way right. right. there's no way that's then true. I came to learn there was a second guy.
1: I had, I, I wanted to look back and find the last time the bills were held to this low of a point total. And so I did. I'm going to off through. a
0: limb here and that's going to be when Matt Barkley took over.
1: Did you read the notes? Yeah, hey, shut crap. up. <laughs> wow, Matt, you're so smart.
0: <laughs> you know what? Just once in my life, that's all I want to hear you say.
1: Sorry, not today. <laughs> Actually, I will. Wow. I will in a little bit when we're talking about the Falcons game. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, but yeah, the last time the Bills didn't score a touchdown in a regular season game was December 29th, the year 2019, against I got the Jets. It. In a meaningless Week 17 game where Josh Allen only played one series before, yes, Matt Barkley took over through two picks and they, whatever, they literally didn't care about that game because they didn't need it. Uh, fun fact that Jets quarterback for that game was Sam Darnold, who we have a lot to talk about. <laughs> on as we? well. Do we really? Uh, just a little bit. Anyway, I, I think, I mean, I put this at the top of the notes for a reason. I think this is the most shocking upset that happened. And that's saying something up because there. there were some doozies, but I would have never in a million years predicted this. Uh,
0: I think there's maybe one more that may have shocked me a little bit more or tied for it, but that's about two more. Um, but definitely if we were to have a three-way tie, it includes the next game. I did not think the Titans were going to take it to the Rams. Yeah, on Sunday night football. What's with powerhouse right? offenses being stunted this week? In There's, An amazing fashion too. Like it wasn't like close. It was total domination at the line of scrimmage. Right,
1: something in the water. Right, and that yeah, and that's exactly what we saw the Titans do to the Rams. They just brought they brought the heat on defense. They brought the blitz all day long, and and the Rams really had no answer for it. In the first half of the mind,
0: this was the same Titans defense that was terrible last year. Right, right.
1: And most of this year, too. They're ranked towards the bottom of the league in most categories coming into this. I game. think
0: they're 25th overall.
1: Yeah. So it's just like, where did this even come from? But the, their defense really was the story, the main, the only the the biggest storyline of this game. They were on the road in SoFi Stadium taking on the Rams, primetime game. And in the first half alone, the Titans defense had four sacks. The Rams had given up eight total sacks on the season coming into this game. They gave up four in just the first half. They intercepted. Yeah, right? (laughs) They intercepted Matt Stafford twice. One was returned for a touchdown. One was returned to the Rams' three yard line where they just punched it in on the next play. And that one, that was actually the first one, is what I think henceforth will be known as a Carson Wentz, which is uh, when your quarterback is about to be sacked in the end zone, doesn't want to take a safety, so just throws the ball wherever and it gets picked off. Uh, Carson did that earlier this week too, and Matt Stafford apparently saw that and was like, oh man, that's cool. (laughs) Yeah,
0: you know, if you have a play named after you, it's usually not a good thing.
1: Right? I guess there's a few, but but more often than not, the negative ones come to mind first. Like the Butt Fumble, Mark Sanchez. Oh, Mark Sanchez, you poor thing. At least his name isn't attached to that. Some people might not remember. Like, oh yeah, who was Butt Fumble?
0: Yeah, or they just know of it. They don't know the name. Yeah, it was that Jets quarterback. Like (laughs) But all of us who were there that fateful day remember
1: wherever you Being
0: knocked and, and, out by his own <laughs> lineman.
1: <laughs> his own lineman but oh man, what a what a time, what a time to be alive. But uh, anyway, back to this Rams Titans game. It was 21 to 3 at halftime and, and it was it was pretty much over. The Rams scored a few more points in the second half, but Stafford was under constant pressure and even when he wasn't I, I think there was a the mixture actually on the
0: secondary was like immaculate.
1: Yeah, there, it seemed like there was a mix of coverage sacks and pressure sacks because even when he had time, it just, he just couldn't find anyone to throw to and eventually went down, which is saying a lot considering the talent and depth of their receiving core with obviously Cooper Cup who's just tearing up the league this year. Robert Woods is a nice second option and uh, the youngster Van Jefferson, they, not to mention Tyler Higby, the tight end. They've got a lot of weapons on this offense and Tennessee took them all out of the game. Um, and as a result, the Titans barely had to do anything on offense. Really, Adrian Peterson did punch in a short touchdown run. Uh, Tanner had a few touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, R.I.P. Jeremy McNichols.
0: So mad. No, so, I have more pettitive aggression against a particular Bears player.
1: I know we're, we're gonna we're gonna get there. Uh, so the Titans end up with the win, twenty-eight to sixteen, which even that is closer than it actually was. Um, and I got a question for you, Matt. Oh, are the Titans? Do, you, the do best? I know the
0: Muffin Man? Oh no.
1: <laughs> yeah. Where does he live? Uh, I'll never tell.
0: <laughs> you're not my dad.
1: Are the Titans the best team in the AFC?
0: Ooh. And before
1: you answer, let me. I mean oh. let, let me read you something from this page that you're also staring at.
0: <laughs>
1: okay, you got it. Season. I'm going to close one eye. <laughs> the Titans have beaten, they have wins this year over the Seahawks with Russell uh-huh. Wilson, so it actually counts. The Bills. <laughs> wow. The Chiefs. Riff, Gino Smith. <laughs> Sorry, Gino. But in the last three weeks, right, the, the last three in a row, the Bills, the Chiefs, and now the Rams, they have beaten three of arguably the top five teams in the league. They beat them all in a row coming into this game or concluded with this game against the Rams. I think uh, – well, yeah, so now I answer the question.
0: <laughs> are they – are we, like, best overall team in the AFC? Yeah, I mean, what do you think? I want to say they're up there. However, but what, what keeps me from giving that the full yes is the fact of the Seahawks under Russell Wilson have always been rough. They've never been able – they've never been good at protecting Russell Wilson. The Chiefs, there's something going on with that offense this year. Is this
1: true? Yeah.
0: Um, And the defense has just been terrible all the way around. Of those four, the two most credible are arguably the Rams and the Bills. Well, the Bills just lost to
1: Jacksonville, don't forget.
0: (laughs) Well, okay, let's take that out of the equation. The Bills of the two teams have been way more balanced overall, with the Rams always having the defensive unit. Now Stafford's a massive upgrade. I think we're seeing the Titans' defense finally come together. It's a younger defense, but I definitely have to put them in the top three teams. The best in the AFC, not yet. I still hold out that that's that's the Buffalo Bills despite that loss because I don't know if this is a fluke for the Titans on the short run. I need like five more games to really see what the Titans (laughs) can bring to the table. Yeah, But top three team for sure.
1: Yeah, it's just, I agree with you. It's too soon to crown them. I don't know if I fully believe in the defense, uh, just given they, you know, they replaced the whole secondary this offseason, which, you know, for better or worse, is going to take some time. I mean, you could argue
0: Um, it's working, especially against the Rams and the Bills' offense, but.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I just wanted to raise that point. I think if the season ended today, they would be the number one seed. But obviously, we still have half a season to play. But it's just And super.
0: don't forget, the Titans just lost their key to the entire offense.
1: Right. Yeah. Didn't matter so in this game because the defense of took over. also prevents me from
0: crowning them until they figure out the run game.
1: Yeah, and this was a weird game since the defense did dominate so heavily the offense didn't have to do anything. Let's Let's see what happens next time they get into a more of a – shootout type of game yeah. Um, but yeah that was incredible incredible effort by them and then these next few are actually are games that involved our playoff sleepers so we'll just run through them quickly and then dive in more depth so the broncos beat the cowboys 30 to 16 that to me tops above <laughs> the <laughs> yeah. titans game yeah and the most like wtf like where did this come from
0: especially a Cowboys team that's been dominant on both sides of the football. Yeah,
1: and they were terrible on both <laughs> this game at home. The Raiders on the road lost to the Giants 16-23, to which is just like, come on, Raiders. I don't know what to think about that one, so mm-hmm. you, that's going to be up to you to explain that. Sure. And then, Matt, you are so smart, Matt, because you picked the Falcons to beat the Saints, and I laughed in your face over Zoom
0: you know who uh, who else almost beat who? The Bears almost beat the
1: Steelers. They did almost beat the Steelers, which would have made you a double genius, but let's not get carried away because it didn't happen. Right? We can only have one genius level. We can't have a double. Well, if you have both of those right, then you can just do the show of yourself from now on.
0: <laughs> At least the pick part.
1: But yeah, the Falcons beat the Saints, and... That's another I would never in a million years have predicted that 27-25. <laughs> so great call by you. They looked pretty impressive especially Matt Ryan in the offense. But okay, so that takes us into our playoff sleeper picks and I'll go first with the Broncos beating, beating the Cowboys 30 to 16. It was really 30 to 0. Two of the the Cowboys two touchdowns where they converted two-point conversions late late in the game they affected nothing but i still cannot fathom how this happened because the broncos especially on offense have been so disappointing and the defense hasn't lived up to what i thought they would be the best defense in the league on paper just looking at the personnel obviously von miller's gone now So it's ironic that they had their best performance of the season a week after trading him, which
0: as a fantasy owner for the Broncos defense through like three quarters was absolutely ecstatic that the Broncos were giving up zero points. I was also highly nervous.
1: Mm. Yeah. It was a bold play against the Cowboys and their high powered offense, but they really, really shut them down. Um, But yeah, the the defense did finally kind of live up to what I was hoping they would be coming into the season. Um, they, the coverage was great they held Dak to under 50% completions uh, they, they intercepted him once, Had I think just one sack and all these receiving weapons the Cowboys have you know, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb they've got the, the tight end Dalton Schultz has been lighting it up all these guys were really held in check, I don't think any of the receivers had more than two catches and like 30 yards or something they shut down the running game, even even the mighty Tony Pollard. And Ezekiel Elliott, of course. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> and then on the flip side, the Cowboys have been really impressive on defense too, but the Broncos' offense was great. I don't know if anyone has coined this nickname yet, but I, I, I like that. Steady Teddy Bridgewater, he wasn't – he was not a superstar performance, but he was efficient, and he protected the ball, completing 19 out of 28 passes, 250 yards with a touchdown, but the biggest impact was made by their running backs. Uh, veteran Melvin Gordon, the rookie Javante Williams, combined for almost 200 yards and a 5.0 average per carry. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, and that's, that's all they needed, really. That, that's how they controlled the game on offense. So crazy win. Never saw this coming. Uh, Broncos improved to five and four. And now every team in the AFC West has five wins. So it's going to be a fun second half as we see who who rises and who falls in, throughout the remaining nine weeks of the season. And then we don't have to spend too much time on our sleeper pick. The 49ers are done. They lost to the Cardinals despite the Cardinals being down their top Receiving threat in DeAndre Hopkins. This no, may be the
0: other like sh- not like uh, shocker, but uh, or upset. But I mean, it pretty darn close for that.
1: Yeah, no DeAndre Hopkins, no Kyler Murray, of course, their quarterback MVP candidate Colt McCoy. Their their leading rusher Chase Edmonds got injured on literally his for his one carry of the game, and then
0: yeah, one carry for three yards, and then he's like, "Nah, I did it, I did it, guys, I <laughs> nailed it."
1: But yeah, as you referenced, it was Colt McCoy getting the start for Arizona. And My was, God,
0: he's still in the league. He's been on, like, every team.
1: I know. He's, he's approaching Ryan Fitzpatrick status, and he was great in this game. 21 for 20, 22 for 26, 250 yards touchdown, so just four incomplete passes. Uh, probably the biggest story, though, was James Conner, who has been splitting time, splitting carries out of the backfield uh, with Chase Edmonds, but with him gone, he took over almost all the work. And he had 175 all-purpose yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, he did. And that was uh, that was it. That pretty much iced the game. Actually, Jimmy G was okay. He played fine, actually. He had more than 300 yards passing, a couple touchdowns. Uh, the 49ers had uh, multiple fumbles, lost deep in cardinal territory. George Kittle, the tight end. Brandon Ayuk, the receiver, were both guilty of that and those both killed potential scoring drives and, and then a late interception by Garoppolo. And, and this one was just, I don't know what he was thinking here. He had a pretty good game outside of this pass <laughs> this interception sealed it late. Uh, so the Niners fell to three and five, super disappointing, especially their defense, which was good last year, expected to be a strength coming in and just to get torched by Colt McCoy and, and James Connor <laughs> it has to hurt. And uh, so they're three and five now tied for last place in the NFC West. And uh, we haven't seen a head coach firing yet. Just the one resignation, John Gruden. And uh, I have to wonder if Kyle Shanahan is, if his seat is getting warm at all over there because they haven't had a lot of success the last few seasons. you can blame injuries. I feel like that gets, that gets old fast because every team deals with some level of that. (laughs)
0: It does, but I have to argue I think the Niners are, like, plagued. I feel like every year they're the first team to put, like, 15 people, except Baltimore. <laughs> Baltimore this year decided that they were just going to destroy running backs. Yeah. Um, so if your phone rings and you're a running back and it's the Baltimore Ravens, don't pick it up.
1: <laughs> yeah. But like-
0: I feel like the Niners especially, both in their receiving core and in their secondary and backers, always wind up with at least four or five people that are out for a game or two, minimum, if not on IR.
1: Yeah, so maybe he's he's fine for now, Shanahan, that
0: is. I think he's got one more year.
1: And I just have to wonder when, if at all, this year, are they going to turn things over to Trey Lance, quarterback? You know, the guy they traded everything to get up to number three, the third pick in the draft, and, and pick him.
0: I mean, the Bears are having pretty good success with fields fields is gaining confidence you know um zach wilson started to look pretty promising before he got hurt matt Mm -hmm. jones is doing wonders for new england so shanahan's got to be taking this information in and saying that these rookies this year may be special
1: right and and fields looked (laughs) terrible at first but you can see him starting to gain confidence and turn the corner here and we'll touch on it more when we get to that game but he played oh my he played really well (laughs) he played really well against the Steelers and very nearly uh, led them to a win there and you, you could see the confidence growing. Um, yeah, until they run up. Freaking
0: wildcat play to Darnell Mooney and <laughs> decide he's just going to run into the end zone from 11 yards out. And Jeremy's like, oh, look at this. I took a victory away from you.
1: The reason I bring that... <laughs> All right, Matt. Hold on. <laughs> so mad. I bring that up. I'm so mad. <laughs> Did the 49ers bring in Trey Lance now, even though he, their season is, I would argue, pretty much over in that division? I think if you're going to do but, it,
0: now's the time to do it. I mean,
1: right,
0: because, if, I'm, if I'm Kyle Shanahan, I'm sitting out at the Coat with the, with, the, with the GM, whoever needs to be in that office, and I say, look, we've got two choices. If I put the rook in, we may cast the season, but he's going to get the experience do I roll with Garoppolo in hopes that maybe we can salvage the season?
1: Right. Cause Garoppolo is probably this, the better option for today for right now. He's, he's, he's playing pretty well, actually he's doing okay, but it doesn't really look like this team's going anywhere. What's the point And you, like, you might as well start getting the rookie reps and thinking about the future. So anyway, that's all that's, I think they should do that. Not only because, I've been waiting to start Trey Lance in fantasy all year, but <laughs> that is part Yeah, of it.
0: you may want to wait the first week or so, though.
1: Yeah, well, they're playing the Rams next, so. There no you go, start. Be, what could possibly go wrong? Would not be a good one. All right, Matt, let's talk about your sleeper teams and, and explain to us how the Falcons beat the Saints.
0: Well, unfortunately, the Falcons almost blew it, as it's typical in Falcon <laughs> fashion. Yes. Um, but Simeon uh, started as the quarterback. Initially, and yeah, I what the hell what
1: What's up with yeah, that?
0: I, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I disagree with the decision from the get go. I mean, I like Simeon. He did well enough, but as a full starter, no.
1: You had a I mean, whole off system- season where Taysom Hill and, and Jameis were going head to head, assuming knowing it was going to be one of those guys. Now Jameis is out of the picture, and you bring in Simeon instead. <laughs> Like what?
0: Yeah, I don't always agree with I, – I love Sean Payton. I think he's one of the best head coaches, if not one of the best offensive-minded coaches in the NFL. But every once in a while, even great coaches make you scratch your head and go, uh, don't know. Um, Falcons got off to a great start, including their defense, holding the, the Saints to just six points uh, up to the fourth quarter until all of a sudden the Saints remembered how to play football. And as the horror – and Super Bowl repeat began to happen in front of me. Yeah. Three unanswered touchdown drives to take a 25 24 lead. And it's like, are you <laughs> kidding me? As I started to cry right. and break down and contemplate life and then eat about a five gallon tub of ice cream. <laughs> um, but my saviors, Matt Ryan, and who would ever thought Cordell Patterson be in this sentence?
1: Right. Um, <laughs>
0: led them down in a game-winning drive to kick the game-winning field goal. Um, and thank God for Cordell Patterson being the player that he is. I feel like he's overlooked. I feel like he's always been renegaded to special teams. But the dudes are running back.
1: And a yeah, pretty I mean, solid
0: he's... one at that one, at least with the Atlanta scheme.
1: Right, he's been doing it all for them. They hand him the ball, they, they throw it to him. And um, uh, so
0: he may have been a, a running back that I think a lot of people slept on because they always think of him as special teams as a punt returner. He was like that in Chicago. He was like that in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. But the dude's solid.
1: You're right, though. It's, it's about using him the right way because he looked terrible in the Bears offense when they tried to use him as a running back. He's, he is He's also the Bears a, offense. Right. That, yes, exactly. And, and I think it was Matt Nagy. So oh, that geez, might have been your no, answer.
0: no. <laughs> Maybe (laughs) I want to give Nagy more credit, but it's like, I don't know. Everyone tries to like burn me on the stake when I try to do that. (laughs) Um, But what's fun fact, Curse Mike says if the season ended today, the Falcons would sneak into the postseason as the seventh seed in the NFC, which I don't see them going down the wildcard round to be completely honest. Uh, that defense just isn't there. When you can give up three unanswered touchdowns, right. um, To Trevor, in the fourth Simian. quarter. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's not good. Speaking of not good, <laughs> oh god, the Raiders don't know how to play defense. And Derek Carr decided that the opposing blue and white jerseys were much more appealing than the black and black and uh, white jerseys. That he was supposed to throw to. I um, disagree okay. from
1: both a football sense and a fashion sense. Come on, man! The Raiders jerseys are awesome.
0: <laughs> that's right, because they're black and silver, not black mm-hmm. and white. Um, but um, I mean, the Raiders looked efficient against the Giants' defense, which, on the on the on the on the top of the surface of stuff, made it look like this should be a no-brainer. We figured it wouldn't be, um, but throwing two picks and losing a fumble not really how you wanna wanna help your team. Um, but the one thing we knew about the Raiders was their defense. However, this just put in a new perspective how bad it is. On 31 attempts, this is without Charles Charles Barkley Chief. Charles
1: Barkley, nice <laughs> I don't that even is know correct. That, that, that is I factual. Had. That is factual. They also didn't have Charles Barkley. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> Daquan Barkley, they managed 150 rush yards on 31 attempts. So they were able to carve it up on the ground against against the Raiders, as well as topped it off with 110 pass yards on 20 attempts. So in both cases, they averaged almost 5.0 yards per offense attempt at that point.
1: And I just want to – I just put in this note, as a bitter fantasy manager – (laughs) <laughs> Giants seem to be doing everything they can t- to keep the ball out of quarterback Daniel Jones' hands. Just twenty pass attempts, barely even managed a hundred yards. Come on! But despite that, he still managed to lose a fumble. So I guess I see where you they're know. coming. I see where they're <laughs> coming from.
0: <laughs> I mean, he only attempted it twenty times, yeah. But in one of those twenty attempts, when the balls touched his hands, he decided to throw it on the ground. So yeah. Um, so the Raiders fall to five and three, and. I they got to fix that front line. That the linebacking core is not backing the run support of the defense. They cannot run stop to save their lives. It kind of reminded me a little bit of Dallas last year when they would get carved up. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of what I witnessed. So I don't know. It's a disappointing loss for a Raiders team that's been already through a lot this year.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. And now they're part of that part of the mess of the AFC West, where every team has five wins.
0: Yeah, right. It's just a cacophony of crap.
1: Let's. Oh, that'd be a good episode title. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go.
1: Let's let's blow through a few of these really quick. Uh, the Browns destroyed the Bengals, forty-one sixteen, uh, after cutting Odell Beckham Jr. on the Friday before the game, which was also ironically his twenty-ninth birthday. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday around the street. <laughs> It, it really seemed like the whole team got an emotional boost from getting rid of Beckham, not just Baker in the offense, but the defense played inspired too in this game. Um, I mean, Baker looked good. Nick I don't Schum. want to
0: say it, but...
1: What? <laughs> I don't want to say it, but, you know,
0: he better not come to Green Bay.
1: I agree, actually, and we'll. I have that later in the notes. Uh, didn't you read them in the 10 seconds you had them before the show started?
0: Actually, I've been trying to scroll ahead while you're yakking LA. <laughs> away. And everything you have about Jordan Love's first NFL start just has me in tears.
1: Happy tears, emotional tears, laughing tears. I'm so tears. proud of you, tears. Oh, thank you. All right. <laughs> um, uh, for the Bengals, Joe Burrow had just a terrible game. He threw a pick six early on, uh, all the way at the Browns goal line. Would have been a chance for them to score. Uh, Instead, it was returned all the way for a touchdown. He added a second interception to his total later. No touchdowns on the day. Just brutal for Burrow. Uh, Jamar Chase finally cooled off a bit, too, in this game, uh, losing a fumble for another turnover by the Cincinnati offense. And, uh, yeah, got to wonder if it was addition by subtraction for the Browns cutting Odell. And, uh, yeah, let's talk about the Packers, I guess.
0: Packers played the
1: Chiefs in Kansas City. Uh, They got Devontae Adams back from COVID, but they did not have Aaron Rodgers, also because of COVID. Um, So it was Jordan Love's first career start. And I just want to run through a list of uh, love. I've never been more proud of you. (laughs) Love puns that I made that I came up with. (laughs) So I like Cacophony of Crap. That's a contender (laughs) for the title of the episode, but I also want to posit a few more options I came up with. Okay, so we found love, obviously, Rihanna. Love story, T Swift, anybody? Love yeah. drunk. I don't know who's song, I don't know if that's a song. I think I just came up with that. International Love. But then I realized, oh no, we got to save that one for when he plays it in London.
0: Oh my God. That's when I was like, you know what? I think this may be my best friend. <laughs>
1: Crazy Stupid Love, which the way this game went, that might be an appropriate one. You Give Love a Bad Name. The Power of Love. More of these were on the positive side, which is how I was expecting the game to go, but that is not what happened. Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Ooh. Um, Love on Top, which, no. He was on bottom because I lost the game. And Your Love is...
0: What if you took that one and put a spin on the song title and put Love on Bottom? (laughs)
1: <laughs> I feel like that sounds a little too R-rated. I don't know.
0: <laughs> we have a section of the show titled the Fantasy Corner, and you're worried about that
1: now. <laughs> good point. Good point. Um, but anyway, it was, I was very excited about Jordan Love, and I had high hopes for this game. But uh, it did not go well for two thirds of the Packers. Uh, I will units. say, though,
0: despite the fact of a loss, and I said this about halfway through the game to you, I think, win or lose, I was impressed with what the kid was up against.
1: Sure. It was, you could argue it was a tough spot to come into Arrowhead, the Chiefs' home stadium. It's one of the toughest places to play as a visiting team.
0: And despite a bad defense, you know the Chiefs were hungry. At some point they were going to turn it up against the team. And what better than a
1: rookie quarterback? Right, and this is another scenario where, like you mentioned earlier, they they just brought the heat. They just brought the blitz all game long, and the Packers didn't or couldn't do anything about it. Uh, But in addition to that, the offense's struggles—they're special. They still would have been in this game if it wasn't for a bunch of special teams blunders. Mason, yeah, we can't
0: have it all, Mike. You know that, right?
1: Can't we have two out of three? <laughs> Mason Crosby missed a field goal. He had another one blocked. So right there, if that doesn't happen, that's six points. Tie game where the final score was 7-13. to 13. Um, And then they had multiple punts where they fumbled or, or muffed the punt, one of which was actually recovered by Kansas City deep in Green Bay territory that led to a score. Uh, however, on defense, they were great, and this was the bright spot to me. Uh, they stuffed the run. They're they, averaged, they allowed just 3.7 yards per carry. Generally, if you're under four, you're pretty happy with that from the defensive side. And no big plays. The longest run they allowed was just 11 yards. And against Mahomes, same deal. He, had, he was 20 for 37 for just 166 yards and a single touchdown. And the longest pass play they gave up was 25 yards. So Tariq Hill. Was
0: that, was that in the direction of Kevin King?
1: i'm sure it was you know what i forgot about that i didn't even put it in here (laughs) every time i see him on the field he's doing something dumb (laughs)
0: i have to say i think the green bay secondary is phenomenal except they were good
1: the chiefs were just five out of 14 on third down the packers were getting off the field it was really impressive and they had chances to win the game did the packers but i I don't think Jordan Love was quite up for it. He finished with 190 pass yards, did throw a touchdown late later on in the game, also had an interception in the red zone too. And yeah, like we said, tough environment to get his first start. But this Chiefs defense has been pretty bad this year. And personally, maybe this is unfair to Love because he can't control yeah. the situation around where he was drafted. But just given that the Packers traded up, spent a first-round pick, he's been just sitting there, in theory, learning and absorbing behind Aaron Rodgers for a year and a half now. And so given all that, it's hard not to be a little bit disappointed about how this went. I I had high hopes.
0: I, I can see where the disappointment comes in. But I don't know. I got to give it to him. I think he went out there and did what he could. It I think was the his biggest first, problem. Right. I think the biggest problem was is it took him almost the full first half to calm down versus sure. if he had settled down in the first quarter.
1: Yeah, he improved throughout the game. I will give him that.
0: I think if he had a start in it, like this week, we'd see a much different person because he's been there, um, and everybody always talks about the speed of the NFL versus college. Everything happens. Ten seconds faster in the NFL,
1: mm-hmm. and especially but, the way the defense was playing, just bringing blitzes all day long, it was it was tough sledding. So the Packers lose the game. It was entertaining, and I'm very encouraged by how the defense looked. And you know, I'm holding Rogers, judgment. Hopefully, Rogers is back next week. I uh,
0: Patri- hope so too.
1: Patriots, Panthers. Patriots won easily. Uh, McCaffrey came back and he was pretty productive. But the main story, once again, was Sam Darnold being terrible. (laughs) He threw three more interceptions in this game, one of which was returned for a touchdown. And it's almost funny how bad he looks now. Well, I can laugh at it now because he's not on my fantasy team anymore. He, on the season, I'm in the market
0: for a quarterback.
1: uh, Talk to Kevin because actually he's hurt now, too. Darnold, not Kevin. I didn't do anything to him, I swear. (laughs) Have you on record? Just to say that again, more clearly, I did not do anything to Kevin. <laughs> um, but yeah, Darnold has eleven picks on the season now. Just seven touchdowns through nine games. He has a thrown
0: record. Is that not good?
1: It's uh, it's uh, it's not great. Could be better. He hasn't thrown a touchdown pass in almost a month since mid October, and he hasn't had two hundred yards in a game since two hundred pass yards in a game during that stretch either. And, uh, you know, I, I know we like to talk crap about Adam Gase on this show, but, and, and after the first mostly few me. weeks, after the first, yeah, and, and I mostly agree with you, but, and after the first few weeks, we were saying, there it is. This is it. Another example. Uh, because Darnold was actually playing well, but given what's happened since then, maybe this one isn't on Gase unless I am.
0: I refuse. <laughs>
1: unless, nope. Yeah. Nope. I want to reserve for the possibility that he damaged Darnold beyond repair. <laughs> Nope, nope, nope. And, and then, yeah. Speaking of damage, Darnold has a fracture in his throwing shoulder, and he's going to be out for a while. So that's why he has a he's eleven and seven. This is seven it. and eleven. This might be the last we see of him in Carolina, or at all. Yeah, then he's going to go work for Seven <laughs> Eleven. Ah, good one. Uh, yeah, Stephon Gilmore. Former Patriots cornerback, who is now with the Panthers, did get an interception for a little bit of revenge in a game in which uh, he was his new team was dominated by his old team. Okay, Chargers beat the Eagles twenty seven twenty four. They're now four and two in one score games this year. Woo. The season is the curse.
0: Mike, it's over.
1: I mean, we'll see. There's still half a season to go.
0: I mean, but this has to be way better than they were at the same point, like the past I I don't know 50 seasons I would think so
1: yeah Um, the Vikings lost to the Ravens in overtime uh, 34 to 31 this was the Ravens third game of the season that's gone to overtime Jesus Christ nine weeks in that's a third of their games have gone to overtime and they're two and one in those games Uh, yeah Bears Steelers let's talk about it really quick really quick because we're already 40 minutes into this
0: my god you
1: talk too much I know sorry (laughs) This is what happens when I get to actually watch football and then write notes, which I did this weekend. <laughs> I will be definitely more involved once I get my new office all set up and
0: recorded set up, and I nice. get more whiteboards.
1: <laughs> so um, this game started out as what I expected: a kind of a boring defensive struggle that the Steelers were winning easily. <laughs> I think it was 14 to 3 at halftime. Steelers were up. But in the second half. Justin Fields really started to look like the quarterback the Bears thought they were drafting when they traded up and got him, whatever it was, 11th overall, 10th in this last year's draft. And, um, yeah, I don't know. He, he dropped some absolute dimes. He finally found Allen Robinson, got him involved on a deep shot late. The biggest um, controversy – and I know we, we've already texted a lot about this, was the Steelers were driving late. I think they had the lead, so the Bears needed to get the ball back. And they did get a stop on third down. This rookie, or this Bears linebacker, I forget his name now, signed off the practice squad, got a sack of Roethlisberger on third down. And then he, something kind of weird happened after that. Like, he, he kind of stayed. It wasn't just the, that
0: call. There were calls against that's the true. Bears all night that I did not agree with.
1: This is true couple of roughing the passers that were just garbage
0: or that weren't even called
1: we weren't called against fields. Right. But, but were called when uh, someone briefed on Roethlisberger the wrong way, <laughs> but this was especially egregious because it, it nullified the a, a third down stop. The Steelers were about to punt. Their punt team was coming out of the field, uh, but this guy was, this bears linebacker was still standing out there and kind of looking towards the Steelers bench. And uh, the ref threw a flag for taunting, and it was such a terrible call and you've had and you've been sending me Instagram posts all day about various players NFL players who've come out in support of uh, not of the call but of the Bears linebacker saying that the taunting penaltyties just are like way with overboard. these
0: taunting penalties are just killing and they're critical um, what's the um for the Vikings like Adam Thielen came out and said like there's a lot of people are saying that like even the refs like they need to be full-time employees of the NFL and they need to know the game just as good if not better than like the coaches and the coaching staff because some of these taunting calls or some of these flags like that one are absolutely game-changing in some ways and Yes, we agree that players should not be stupid. Yes, we agree that, you know, that they know better, especially when their team is in a specific situation and not to do something stupid, emotion, or whatever excuse they use. But honestly, if somebody just stands on the field for two seconds staring at a bench, I don't understand the taunting. There were no hand gestures. There was video evidence that he wasn't even looking at the punter. And it's just like a flag was thrown. Some people thought it was because he could bump the ref, but the ref has already drawn the flag before he made incidental contact. And if he made incidental contact, I believe that's an ejection.
1: Yeah, I agree with everything you said. I don't know why the league has decided that they're going to make this a point of emphasis. I don't think anybody asked for this, right? I didn't. I also did not. I don't know if it all stems back to what happened in the Super Bowl where Antoine Winfield taunted the crap out of Tyreek Hill and everybody loved it except for I guess Roger Goodell and Tyreek Hill probably (laughs) I guess that's fair
0: I don't know I think I'm gonna have to do some digging into how many taunting penalties have been called this year as opposed to like
1: last year oh yeah I mean it's definitely increased like tenfold if you there's there's at least one a game it seems like I
0: feel like there's one a quarter yeah (laughs)
1: And yeah, they, yeah. This is terrible. And it gave the Steelers 15 yards and a fresh set of downs and really did change the outcome of this game because they were going to punt. I think they ended up with a field goal on that drive.
0: And one of those calls, like, reversed a touchdown for the Bears, too, by Jimmy Graham. I don't remember mm-hmm. what the call was, but I know there was another controversial one that nobody saw anything on. Right. But yeah, I don't know. I think. I feel like the Bears had one heck of a chance. And
1: well, yeah, and then Justin Fields took them all the way down the field. And right after the Steelers kicked that field goal, they threw just two beautiful passes, one to Robinson. It was about 40 yards, I think, perfectly dropped in over his shoulder. And then the, the touchdown, that was a backbreaker for you in fantasy, I think that was the tipping point to Mooney. That gave out of the, the Wildcat formation. No, no. Well, that was his first that was Mooney's first touchdown earlier, the rushing touchdown. Uh, this one was a regular drop back towards at the end of the game, but so the Bears no, took a late I'm lead. I'm pretty
0: sure the rushing one was at the end of the game.
1: I don't think so. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was a pass. I'm pretty sure you're dumb. <laughs> well, that may be true, but I think I'm right about this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the tape. Justin fields sixteen yard touchdown pass to darnell Mooney in the fourth quarter hmm. his touchdown run was in oh they were both in the fourth quarter okay, all right we're both right <laughs> at the beginning of the at the beginning of the fourth quarter he had his yeah 15 yard touchdown run out of the wildcat okay, everybody wins <laughs> except the bears. <laughs> <laughs> And the Jets. Sure. Yeah. Because after all that, uh, they scored. I texted this jokingly, but it was also kind of true. Uh, the Bears scored too fast. <laughs> and they left almost a full, you know, minute and a half on the clock for uh, Ben Roethlisberger to, to take the Steelers down the field and do the same thing, kick the last second field all,
0: goal. Although Car- uh, Cairo Santos almost made that field goal. He You're made right. like another, he If they had picked up like two more yards, that would have made it.
1: That's true, yeah. It wasn't a last-second field goal. There was still almost, yeah, like 30 seconds on the clock. And, uh, yeah, fields got them to around the 50-yard line. And, yeah, what did they, what was it, like a 65-yard attempt? Matt Nagy uh, forgot. 64. Matt Nagy thought he had Justin Tucker for a second. He, he forgot that that was a I mean, I got
0: to tell you, though, the gutsy to either throw a Hail Mary or kick it and the kick almost working.
1: I mean, I think almost working is a stretch. It was like 10 yards short. <laughs> It was not. They said it hit the upright. No, it looked like it from the first angle, but when they showed a separate camera, it did did not reach the goalposts.
0: Oh. Well, I think you're an idiot still.
1: (laughs) We're back to that, huh?
0: (laughs) (laughs) We've always been there.
1: (laughs) All right. Anyway. Contender or Pretender? Colts beat the Jets. Who cares? Yes, short break. We'll be back for Contender or Pretender. Doing football podcast here with you for our second edition of contender or pretender of the season. Just as a quick reminder, we're going to go through every team in the NFL quickly because we don't have any time and, and uh, rate them whether we think they're a legitimate playoff contender, or if we think they are pretending and I'm going to, we're going to do this a little bit differently than usual. And uh, so I relist, I went and listened to our show after week four when we did this the first time. And, I organized it by who we said at that time was a contender and pretender. So we'll look at the list from that angle and and see who has changed. Okay, you ready? Go. Here are the AFC teams that we said were contenders after week four. The Bills at five and three. I still say contender despite that ridiculous loss to Jacksonville. Yes. The Bengals, five and four. Last time besides that debacle
0: against the Browns, yes, I think the Bengals are very much a contender. Jamar Chase is incredible.
1: Last time you said they were a borderline contender, I said they were a pretender. Um wow. Yeah, I'm struggling with this. I'm gonna stick with pretender for this year because I think the defense has shown its true colors, its true stripes lately.
0: <laughs> oh wow, really? <laughs> Don't push it, I give you credit earlier.
1: Oh man, this is devolving fast. All right, the Ravens are six and two. Uh last time I said they were a contender, you said they were a pretender, Matt. Has your mind changed? Here's what I'll say. The defense looks bad, but Lamar has risen to the challenge and leveled up his his passing game and and they, that's how defense they wins
0: championships. Games. Don't put me in this position. <laughs> I'm still going to stick with Pretender right now. Oh,
1: okay. We'll see if they can prove it to you when we get to the three-quarter mark. (laughs) Uh, The Browns are five and four. I'm going to keep them as contenders. They have impressed lately. And Now that the dark cloud of Odell Beckham Jr. is gone, I think the sky's the limit.
0: Right? I think they turn a corner here. And just like the Bengals, I think, maybe even more so than the Bengals as a complete team. I think they now can rise to the occasion and take on the rest of the NFC North. So absolutely a contender.
1: The Raiders are five and three. Last time you said contender, last time I said pretender.
0: I'm more and more nervous right now, but the AFC West is in such shambles that I think everyone's a contender. It's just, who's going to be less crappy. <laughs> Um, the Raiders' yeah. defense is probably the only concern I have.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'll say they're contenders. I, I yeah, I do see this team in the playoffs. Broncos are 5-4. and four. Uh, Last time I said they were a contender, you said pretender. I have changed my mind. I'm with you, despite the win last week over the they're Cowboys. They're just too
0: inconsistent on offense, I think. Yeah. And this defense, while they rose to the occasion against the Cowboys – we really don't know the impact Von Miller's departure leaves on that defensive line. And I yeah. also think that while Bridgewater is a stopgate, they need to find a franchise quarterback.
1: Aaron Rodgers next year.
0: <laughs> you will see me buy my Broncos jersey.
1: Oh, me too. Uh, of course, he'll be 39 by then, or I think 39. So I don't know if you can call it a franchise quarterback, but it's uh, they will give him a few years. I don't know uh,
0: like what they did with Manning.
1: Eh, well, look at Brady. Anyway, I, I think the Broncos are pretenders for this year. Chargers five and three oh.
0: pretenders, but pretenders.
1: Yes, uh, Chargers five and three contender. Yes, Chiefs five and four are still contenders for me. I I'm nervous. am nervous. I'm I am nervous, uh, but I, I still have faith in Mahomes and Andy Reid to get it figured out.
0: I do not. I'm going to switch to the Chiefs
1: are pretenders. Oh wow, that's big. They've they've played like it. Um, Yeah, Titans seven and two. Obviously, they are contenders. They look good. Told you. You did. Our pretenders from last time, the two and seven Dolphins, still pretending. Yep. The five and four Patriots who are looking. I better. don't know
0: what to make of this team. Are they better than they look? Is it is it the Matt Daniels, Bill Belichick special like seasoning they put on their food? I don't know.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna say they're a contender. Their defense looks legitimate. Mac Jones has been fine. The running game's clicking. I will give them contender status.
0: I will give them borderline contender status.
1: Okay. Two and six Jets, obviously pretenders still. The Steelers are five and three now after that Monday night win. I think they've won four in a row. Actually,
0: <sighs> I can't. I can't get behind them just yet.
1: I can't either. Ben Roethlisberger still looks terrible. The defense is good. Najee Harris is a stud, but I'm I'm going to keep them as pretenders. Sorry, sorry, Steelers.
0: I think in the division where the Browns are turning a corner and the Ravens are holding on. If I gave the Ravens pretender status, how the hell can I give <laughs> the Steelers. how can I give the Steelers contender status? That just great. doesn't make any sense.
1: That's a great point. Yep, uh, the Texans are one and eight pretenders. Obviously, they're going to win it all.
0: Super Bowl champs, right there.
1: The Colts are four and five. I say uh, pretenders. Still, they've looked better lately, but I still don't buy it. Person
0: once you know my opinions. We're going to move on.
1: Jaguars are two and six they beat the bills so they're going to the super bowl right you know it pretenders all right moving over to the nfc last time our contenders were the 8 and 1 cardinals obviously still contending i think so the cowboys are 6 and 2 now still a contender packers 7 and 2 i noticed we had a lot more consensus in the nfc we we disagreed more in the afc last time Uh, so i don't know what that means but packers are seven and two uh, contenders i think it's because we
0: pay attention to the nfc more yeah it could be we we know our home conference way more
1: bias there yeah buccaneers six and two blah 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 contenders okay here's where it gets interesting the panthers are four and five i think they were three and oh or three and one last time we did this they things have taken a turn for this team (laughs) yeah they're garbage uh, yeah, they I agree they're pretenders for sure. How about the 7 and 2 Rams? Still contenders, I think. Oh yeah. Last time we said the Washington football team, well you said they were a contender. I said pretender. I'm sticking with that as they are 2 and 6.
0: I have to change my course because that defense has proved me wrong in every yeah. step of the way.
1: Yeah. The Seahawks are 3 and 5 and last time we said and I told <laughs> As long as they've got Russell Wilson, they're good. (laughs) How'd that work out? Well, he's been out the last few weeks, but he's coming back. They're three and five. I still think they're the third best team in the division, but that they can still make the playoffs. Being that, so I will say contender still. But no, (laughs) no,
0: no. Seahawks are
1: done for the year. Maybe,
0: maybe at best a wild card and that's a long if
1: okay all right our pretenders last time were the bears who are now sitting at three and six still pretenders for this year but um fields is showing signs of life i'm gonna
0: say borderline pretender i really feel that the bears defense is is stepping up and I think if Fields can turn the corner in these next couple of games, the Bears may have a shot at a wild-card spot. Okay. So I'm not fully committed to them, but I don't think they're the full pretender after what I saw in Fields against the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: All right, fair enough. How about the Saints at 5-3? and three? We called them a contender last time since then. Well, oh. until the Atlanta game, the defense was looking much better. So I mean, uh, they
0: face Matt Ryan who I think is a highly underrated quarterback. I think he's an amazing quarterback in the NFL. But I mm-hmm. can't get on board with the inconsistency that this team has shown. 5 and 3 looks like a great record on paper. They don't feel like a 5 and 3 team week to week.
1: <laughs> it's it's the NFL is so weird. Like they beat the Buccaneers the week before and then they lose to Atlanta. It's just I don't know what any of it means.
0: I mean that offense like was terrible and then put up three scores in the fourth quarter alone so they can play but I feel like that's a recipe for getting themselves in a position where they can't come back
1: like that right
0: I feel much better at the three quarter mark with this team because now we're going <laughs> to see who's going to be under center
1: right will they switch to Hill or is it still going to be Simeon I don't know nobody knows Uh, yeah I mean wow I'm going to say they're borderline contenders just on the fact of beating the defending Super Bowl champs 49ers are three and five. Like I said earlier, I think they're pretty much done pretenders pretenders for this year. Yes. Especially in that division. Uh, Eagles are three and six pretenders. Yeah, they suck giants are also three and six uh, last time you said they could be a contender if their defense stepped up and they've actually they i mean the impressive win against the raiders they actually beat i mean the their defense is ago. turning
0: a slower quarter but man daniel jones has taken such a big step oh, back this year <laughs> yeah I don't so think i can't that. hold on to giving them contender status anymore because he has not shown me he can lead that offense
1: yeah and and like i said earlier they're actively it seems phasing him out of their game planning so that tells you everything you need to know giants are right vikings are three and five vikings are an interesting team i don't know man the offense the vikings have
0: a very young defense overall and while that's been a problem for a defensive coach like mike zimmer i want to have faith in them Cousins is a great like he's a great quarterback. I don't know why he gets so much hate and flack. <laughs> but if they can tighten this defense up just a little bit more, I feel like the Vikings are a contender. So I'm going to put them borderline contender.
1: I mean, they were leading a lot of the game against the Ravens this past week. Uh, overtime is always like 50-50 if, if it gets to that point. I, I'm going to keep them as pretenders, though because the defense doesn't seem to be gelling yet at this point, all those free agents they brought in. And for whatever reason, the offense has cooled off in recent weeks too. So I'm, I don't feel good about the Vikings right now. All right, how about the Falcons, who are 4-4 four and four and are currently occupying the seventh seed in the, in the NFC?
0: I got to put them down as a contender, but I don't feel confident because, again, that defense makes me nervous. Right.
1: Yeah, and for that reason, mostly, I'm, I'm for, my, for me, they're a pretender still. I think they're the third best team in that division and I, yeah, I think the defense is going to be their downfall more often than not.
0: I've moved two out of, I've changed two of my picks. Yeah. What about the Um, Lions?
1: uh, Well, they're 0-8. Last time we said they're going to win one game. There's no way they're the first 0-17 team. However, they are about halfway there. (laughs) I still think they'll get a win, but I don't think they're contending for the playoffs this year.
0: No, but this, the Lions, as much as we crap on them in the NFC North, they're a very interesting team this year.
1: I mean, they've been way more entertaining than I thought. They are
0: arguably the scrappiest team in the NFL because they don't go down without a fight.
1: Let me read you their remaining schedule and you tell me if you think they're going to win any of these games. Ready? All right. Steelers. Browns. Mm, No. Bears. Maybe. Maybe. That's a Thanksgiving game. Uh, Vikings. Maybe. Broncos. Oh, well, that's three maybes. Okay. Yeah. So they'll probably get one of those. All right, moving on. Or actually that's it. <laughs> it's the end of contender or pretender.
0: Just <laughs> waiting for the rest of the schedule.
1: Oh, well, we already got three maybe, so I figured I'd stop there.
0: Cuz I oh. feel like again, they're playing the Bears which, you know, I really feel like it comes down to their offense not their defense.
1: Yeah, Bears are Vikings. The Vikings
0: we've seen as you, as you just said, a young defense that is has is in the process of getting better gelled, but isn't there yet, mm-hmm. but I think has better potential. And then you have the Broncos, which are going to be Broncos, there without yeah. Von Miller. So.
1: And then after that, I'll just read the rest really quick. Cardinals, Falcons, Seahawks, Packers.
0: Falcons would be a good one on defense, but I don't know if their offenses can match. Yeah,
1: yeah so there's a couple of maybes in there. I, I still think they'll, they'll steal one of those games, just on uh, pure heart and scrappiness. <laughs> All right, another short break. Back for the Week 10 preview. we're back is anyone still listening over over the hour mark already so let's just let's just blow through this stuff week 10 preview on the bye this week you got the bears Bengals, texans and giants have the week off the bears
0: Bengals, beats and bad star galactica
1: (laughs) i like that i like that much better than what you attempted last week with the bye teams (laughs) so here are the games the teams that are playing in week 10 and at the first in the Mike's watchability index, I've got the Seahawks at Packers because Russell Wilson is expected back from injury. Chris Carson could also be back, the Seahawks running back. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, we think, will be back from his from the COVID list. Mm-hmm. However, there's a small chance that he misses this game too, which would uh, drop this in the watchability rankings, obviously. I and, think it would increase it because these teams are interesting <laughs> when they play. It's true, and and as much as it would kind of suck for this year – to not have Rogers in game, the the only way Love is going to really develop is by getting more real game, you know, reps. And you know. it's
0: not like he's facing the Legion of Boom here,
1: right? This would be a more favorable matchup even than the Chiefs. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. Either way, you're right. It'll be it'll be good television, I think. Um, and yeah, just crazy stuff always happens. Never forget the fail Mary. Uh let's see. Odell Beckham Jr., we don't have to talk about him. He he cleared waivers. Nobody claimed him. I supposedly he said he wants to come to Green Bay. I don't think I want him. I don't think the Packers as an organization would sign a player like him. Just due to all the off the field stuff. Uh but apparently he's also been in talks with the Patriots, Chiefs, and Saints, all of whom need a receiver, so it makes sense. I'm taking the Packers. Yes, Packers. This is the part where I should pull my picks up. Um, I didn't do them yet. Chiefs at Raiders on Sunday Night Football is my number two game of the week. I'm, I'm really excited about this one. AFC West battle. Um, last year, when these two teams played for the first time, the Raiders shocked the Chiefs, them their first loss of the season – uh however as i noted it would be much less shocking for the raiders to get a win here given what's going on with these two teams and i actually have the raiders winning
0: uh i actually will pick the chiefs on this one
1: all right oh and backtracking i actually have the seahawks winning against green bay i really? just think uh i just think russell wilson is going to decimate this defense like he always does. <laughs> Saints at Titans.
0: I guess um, you don't believe in love.
1: <laughs> you know what? Love hurts. Uh, okay, Saints are 5-3, and three, taking on the Titans at 7-2. and two. Uh, We'll see if they have Odell added to their receiving core by then. Uh, we'll see who starts a quarterback for the Saints. I got to go with the Titans on this one. And uh, just wanted to note, this is an Adrian Peterson revenge game. The Saints are one of the many teams that he's played for at this point.
0: <laughs> I think every we just put AP as a revenge game in for every game because I'm sure at some point he's been on that roster.
1: Yeah, I've got the Titans winning too. Browns at Patriots. I think this one is really interesting because the teams have a similar play style of defense and run game. Um, I've got the Browns. Well, teams five and four coming in.
0: I feel like this is one that, like Belichick, has <laughs> his hands in the cookie jar more.
1: Well, didn't he? Um, yeah, didn't he start as a coach for the Browns?
0: Wasn't
1: wasn't Belichick uh, yeah. the Browns coach first? He
0: was like an offensive core. He was like a coordinator, mm-hmm. I think, and then he got fired. And then he went to the Jets for a day.
1: All right, who, who you are you know
0: what? I'm gonna do it like I do every week. I'm gonna go with New England.
1: All right. Yeah, it's it's a it's a coin flip for me. Fifty six percent of people are, have chosen the Browns. For what it's worth, the Panthers are taking on the Cardinals. Should have Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins back. Although I think Colt McCoy is enough to win this game. I'm taking the Cardinals no matter what.
0: I think I picked the Cardinals as well. Yes, it
1: did. All right. So did 97% of other people. The Vikings at Chargers. Vikings three and five. Chargers five and three. I am taking the Chargers at home. I am taking the
0: Vikings in this one.
1: Okay. That would go a long way towards uh, making them a, a contender. So I like you putting your money where your mouth is. <laughs> the Bucks at Washington football team. Buccaneers are six and two. They're coming out of the bye. Actually, both these teams are coming off the bye. And it's a rematch of the NFC wild card from last year, complete with Taylor Haneke, who was the quarterback for that game as well. Uh, I'm taking the Buccaneers.
0: 98% agree with both of us.
1: Falcons at Cowboys. This one's pretty interesting. Dan Quinn, revenge oh, so game. Oh, my God. Will you? I get
0: it. It's funny. <laughs>
1: he, knows, he knows this. Um, Maybe you know, it this wasn't that offense. Like
0: the defense was bad. Maybe they just have like –
1: shit he knows matt ryan well Uh, i'm taking the cowboys i am taking the falcons on this one are part of the eight percent
0: yeah that's right i did it i said what are you gonna do about it
1: eagles at broncos i'm gonna laugh as you are proven incorrect which is exactly what i said last week (laughs) when you turn out to be very correct (laughs) eagles at three and six traveling to mile high stadium to take on the broncos five and four. I am taking the Broncos, actually, even though I just said they're a pretender. <laughs> I think they'll beat the Eagles.
0: Yeah, no, the Eagles, they 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 suck.
1: Rams at 49ers. This is the Monday night game. Uh, not as fun as it could have been if the 49ers were actually playing well. Uh, they, they are not. So I'm taking the Rams. Of course. Okay, Lions at Steelers. Steelers.
0: Uh, no, the Lions.
1: You're taking the, the Lions. Of No. Okay. okay. Like I know you're bold, but uh, that would be very bold. Although five percent of people apparently did pick Detroit. Uh, Ravens. Those at Dolphins. are the people
0: that have money to waste in case <laughs> they're wrong.
1: Ravens at Dolphins. This is the Thursday night game.
0: Uh, I think uh, I should put ten bucks each week on a Lions game, and see if I can make pay dirt.
1: Do it. You have all that money sitting around from your, your FanDuel victories early on in the season, right? Uh, that helped move me out of Illinois.
0: <laughs> Turns out moving's expensive.
1: Ravens at Dolphins on Thursday night. We'll see if the Dolphins have Tua Tagovailoa back. He was out last week, so it was Brissett time, firing up the grill once again. Either way, I'm taking Baltimore.
0: Yes, Baltimore.
1: Bills at Jets. Bills 5 and 3 Jets 2 and 6. This should be a good chance for Buffalo to get back on track. Although the mighty Mike White quarterback for the Jets, well, should be back healthy and he has I mean as funny as it is, he's legitimately played very well when he's been out there. I'm taking the Bills though. Yeah. Jaguars or Colts. Taking the Colts. Colts. All right, Matt. We are now an hour and 10 minutes into the podcast. Won't you join me very quickly for a, for a quickie in the fantasy corner? No. <laughs> you have no choice. It's in your contract.
0: Damn it. Now, let's take a trip down to the fantasy corner.
1: All right, and we're back here for a brief edition of the Fantasy Corner, let's talk really quickly about our ESPN Redraft League in which Matt lost a Monday night heartbreaker and another running back to injury. I am so this is, pissed. This is your, your space to uh, vent a little bit if you want.
0: Uh, I mean, good for the Bears trying to pull out the upset win. I cannot get mad at them for that. When I can't get mad off if this is Two weeks in a row, both running backs I've drafted have gone down. Um, I'm now down to McNichols and Tony Pollard, Darrell Williams, and I just put money down on trying to pick up another running back off of waivers because I am now panicking. Um, thankfully, you know what 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 shocked me most was I almost won this week being down Aaron Rodgers.
1: Right. And obviously Derrick Henry. So, my team isn't totally out
0: yet. Oh, mm-hmm. PJ Walker's an available quarterback right now? Are you kidding me?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, Darnold's out. Looks like he's probably going to start. Got to do it. Oh, some of them. A... <sighs> so, so, you're 5-4 and four now in a four-way tie for first place in our division. The website gives you a 50% chance to make the playoffs. On the yeah, flip
0: they, side, they can bite me. It's fine. I'll figure it out.
1: For me, uh, yeah, and Matt's famous quote from last season: oh, no. "Suck it, Matthew Barry." <laughs> I believe <laughs> we're yours. I, <laughs> I think so. Uh, I got a nice, easy way to myself for that. Yeah, that was great. That was the moment. I don't know if I can go. have
0: any money after this week. I'm dropping a lot of cash to try to pick up people, the mm, patch yeah. holes in the lineup.
1: I'm down to six bucks because I spent like 30 on Taysom Hill, who ended up not even being the starter.
0: <laughs> oh my God, that's worth it in every sense. Of the four. Uh,
1: I did get a win this week, though, mostly thanks to Nick Chubb having a monster game and Jimmy Garoppolo, like I said, playing pretty well. I'm sitting at four and five, just one game behind you and everyone else in our division who's five and four. Uh, however, the website has given me a 65% chance to make the playoffs. So. Look at me now.
0: (laughs) Look at me now, Dad.
1: Yes. (laughs) Look at me now, Matthew Barry. Um, Suck it, Matthew Barry. We're we're down to five weeks remaining in the regular season, the fantasy regular season, that is. And so as we enter week 10, you've got a matchup looming versus uh, Peter, who is three and six and on a two-game losing streak. Uh, and I'm against the five and four team of Billy, who has won three in a row. And I think most recently against you on that last second Darnell Mooney touchdown. I was so pissed. I felt so sorry. I, I, I felt it through the phone, through your texts. Did your phone
0: vibrate with the anger as I spelled out multiple profanities? It did. It did. That guy I've never met. <laughs>
1: Uh, and then in FanDuel, whatever you you beat me ninety eight to ninety one, you're up five to four. Oh yeah, because you for some reason why would you start James Conner? But you did. And he accounted for like forty points out of your ninety eight. How did you know?
0: Because they've been giving him the goal line touches and not Chase Edmonds. So if anything, That's I was going to be very touchdown dependent on that.
1: Smart, very smart. This is, look. This is three times in the show I've called you smart. What's going on here? <laughs> All right. We're going to close it out there because it has been way too long. I'm sure no one's listening at this point, but if you, if you are there, like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for bearing with us through all that. It was a crazy week in the NFL and there was a lot that I wanted to discuss with you, Matt. So thank you for indulging me in my copious amounts of notes. I had eight pages of notes. That's a lot of notes. <laughs> and, uh, hopefully matt you and everyone out there in the 2m nation are ready to come back next week and do it all over again
0: you know what i'm getting excited especially as i get my new studio all put together
1: can't wait we'll have to tweet out some pics of that absolutely all my crazy whiteboards. yeah (laughs) all right well you enjoy getting all that set up and uh, we will talk to you soon see you next week everybody
0: Thank you for listening to the 2M Football Podcast with Matt and Mike. Don't forget to follow us on our social media, both Twitter and Instagram. Look for our photo at 2 M Show. If you like what you heard, please tell your friends, family, and others who may be interested in listening to all of our shenanigans. And remember, we will see you next week on the Gridiron.